Carter. I'm Eloa. And I'm Erin. And if you don't know three black bitches who love true crime, you do now. This is the I Ain't a Killer podcast. And we back. Welcome back, everyone. Should be a little dancer or something. <laughs> Thanks for coming back for another episode of I Ain't a Killer Pod. And Happy yeah. New Year, everybody. Yes. I, I hope stuck- everybody had good uh, holidays. Yeah. Or made it through. Yeah. Good, safe holidays. Crime free. <laughs> Unless yes, it crime was free like is important. A good scam or something, and you got your money up. We support oh, that. Yeah, I support that. Yeah. A thousand percent. Different. Send us some. <laughs> right. <laughs> let, me, let me hold 20. Like, <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, no, this bag. Yay. Yes, we're going to be reunited soon. I'm so happy. <laughs> Yay. We're so cool recording in person again. Yes. I got to so bring y'all donuts or something. Yes. Champagne, donuts, all of that. If you've been oh, able to tell the difference between us recording virtually and in person, and you've been waiting for us to be in person again, you're going to have your wish soon. I'm so excited. <laughs> like a little kid. I get my family back. Right. A proper family. <laughs> a proper I'm getting family. Out, I'm getting out of foster care. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> no, for real. Oh, my goodness. Um, all right. Let me pull up this current in crime. I completely forgot that I... Okay, here it is. Okay, good. I'm so happy that I have a Mac again, y'all. I can just go straight to messages on my computer. Oh, wow. I'm going to email you the invitations. No, (laughs) not no more. Yes. I don't, I don't feel for the, I'm back in the the Apple scam uh, (laughs) loop. I love this cult. I love the same. Like, yeah, if a cult is beneficial, (laughs) why not? Right. If I can copy on one part and paste on another, you got me. That's all I need. I'm sold. That'd be saving me. Yeah, for yep. I could be like do the extra step, but no, I want to copy and paste. Exactly. That's all I wanted for it. <laughs> a life of ease. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> People of leisure. <laughs> all right. So this article is from ABC News uh and it is titled Idaho Murders Suspect Threw Out Trash in Neighbors' Bins in the Middle of the Night Sources. Um so federal investigators saw Idaho quadruple murder suspect Brian Koberger throw out garbage into neighbors trash bins in the middle of the night as they surveilled him in Pennsylvania in the days leading up to his arrest. Um, Koberger, who is 28 years old, was arrested on December 30th in his home state of Pennsylvania. He is a Ph.D. student at Washington State's Department of Criminal Justice and Criminology at the time, LOL, and was visiting his family in Pennsylvania over uh, winter break. They caught this nigga slipping on his day off. Like, please, not Friday. Listen, he wasn't even. I just have so I just have so much to say. All fucking ready, but anyway, the local FBI field office was made aware of Koberger's presence in uh, on December twenty second, and then I guess they started watching him. Uh, They started surveilling him after that. Um, he has since been extradited back to Idaho. I also didn't know that was a thing. Um, and was charged with first degree murder and burglar for the killings of four University of uh, Idaho students. 
Yikes. Um, so roommates, Zayna, Kernodal, um, my apologies if I get some of these names wrong, because yeah, they're very unique. Zayna, Kernodal, Kaylee, Gonclet, Gon Goncalves, Goncalves, Madison Mogan, and um Kernodal's boyfriend, Ethan Chapin, Chopin. I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, were all stabbed to death in the girls' home between 4 a.m. and 4.25 a.m. on November 13th. And then two other roommates survived. So one of the survivors told police that she heard who she thought was gone cows say something to the effect of there's someone here. Um, And they proved that to not be true because um, they said it could have been, it could have been Carnotal because uh, her phone records say that she was on TikTok at about 4.12 a.m. So the roommate said that she looked out of her bedroom but did not see anything when she heard the comment about there being somebody in the house, basically. Um, she opened her door a second time when she heard what she thought was crying coming out of Carnotal's room. The roommate uh, said, then she said, uh, then she said she heard a male voice say something to the effect of, it's okay, I'm going to help you. So then the roommate said that she opened her door again and then she heard crying. And when she saw a man in black clothes and a mask walking past her in the house, um, she locked herself in her room after seeing him. Uh, As of this article, he's probably, he probably has now, but as of this article, he hasn't entered a plea. Um, And his next hearing, his his next hearing after that was January 12th. So yeah, this story is still unfolding. As like these articles are coming out, and that's why I wanted to do it as current in crime because I was gonna do it as like a story, but it just like they're doing updates every single day. Mm-hmm. Like even even in the article, it says like, oh, his hearing, his next hearing is like a day that's already passed and stuff. Right. So I was just like, yeah, it's just too many updates for me to do this as a story because then it's gonna be that's gonna be pointless like a week after the the episode airs. So it's whatever. Um. Yeah. This is one of those stories that like. It, the, this is one of those stories that like keeps me up at night. Like some of the more like ridiculous, like not ridiculous. Let me not say it like that, but like some of the more gruesome kind of like fantastical murders or stories that we cover. I'm like the likelihood of that happening to me is probably relatively low, mm-hmm. not zero, but low. Yeah. This somebody just coming up in your house at four o'clock in the morning when you just chilling. Mm-hmm. Is, terrifying like this is the shit that keeps me up at night when i wake up at three o'clock in the morning this is the shit that be having my heart thumping thinking about stuff like this yeah and then the fact that the fact that i don't know something about him being a phd student was the kind of the thing that kind of gave me chills a little bit like yeah not only is he a phd student but he's studying criminology right so he want to be a detective he want to be something he want to work in law enforcement and you already doing shit like that right which means you most def- you most definitely probably did that before. I saw some kind of update today that said he the FBI says he has an incel complex, which I didn't know that that we added that into like our lexicon of language incel complex. I thought oh. you just weren't an incel, but yeah. yeah, I didn't. So that's like something people can be diagnosed with now. I'm not sure what that means because you know sometimes they use things that sound like medical terms that are really legal terms. So I'm not sure if that's one of those things. Like insanity is a legal term, not a medical term. But I yeah. hope not. I hope because I mean that's the same thing. Because Napoleon complex, that's not like a thing, right? That's not a 
I mean, we call it that, but that's not like but it's a not in the DSM. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Because I, I really hope not. Yeah. You have a medical diagnosis because you feel like you're unfuckable. I don't. I don't know. That's not for me. Right. <laughs> I can't support that. I support a lot of shit. Not that. Not that. Yeah. But yeah. So we'll um definitely talk about some updates to this story because there's most definitely going to be updates every single week. So we'll keep up with it and definitely let y'all know. So I chose the story of Katie Fusco. Have y'all heard of this? How does it sound? Does it sound familiar? Okay, cool. Um, I couldn't find too much information Mm -hmm. on the perpetrator and his background and stuff like that. So I tried to get as much as I could from like interviews and documentaries and stuff. It's still a pretty wild story, but it's just not like super. There's not a lot of background on his and like how he was when he was younger and stuff like that. So the perpetrator in this case is named Stephen Plato. And at the age of 20 years old, he found a young woman on the internet named Alyssa. I think he found her through Facebook or through like date, you know, chat rooms or something like that. She was 15 at the time. And he initiated a romantic situation over the internet, trying to talk to her and groom her and all this stuff like that. How old is he? He's 20 years old at the time. Okay. Yeah. So this is in 1995. Um, this is fair like internet is fairly new as far as like you know being on the consumer market so it's most likely through like a asl situation uh a america online you know how it was um so there wasn't a lot of culture around like hey you meet strangers on the internet they could be such and such you know or you know these niggas could be fucking grooming you trying to do this in chat room whatever but unfortunately it worked and 15 year old Alyssa ended up running away and then went to go stay with steven and within a year of that she became pregnant um so she had a little daughter named denise and as soon as oh wait is something happening people name babies can you hear me oh yeah yeah, i can hear Um, you when people name when people name babies old people names it's just funny to me yes (laughs) denise like i can imagine calling like a two-month-old denise yeah or barbara yeah, or Deborah or something. Right. Leroy. I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> I was literally thinking the exact same thing. But um, but yeah, she chose Denise. And um right off the bat, she noticed like a lot of weird shit when it came to Steven and his behavior around the baby. Mm-hmm. So she said that he would pinch her. He would leave like little bruises on her skin. And then he did this thing where he would trap her in a cooler. And he would like keep her from like getting the to baby? the baby. Yeah. Yeah. The baby. Like he would lock her in a cooler with no, like no, not saying this, there's a proper way to do it. Like with no ventilation whatsoever, like for the purpose of suffocating her. And so what he would do was he would make her wait. Like he would, uh, like, I guess, keep Alyssa from getting to the cooler. He would make her wait a few minutes and then until she could go back and open up the cooler. And when she would open up the cooler, the baby would just be like gasping for air and like sweating and like bruises all over her body and stuff like that. He would do things like horrible. Yeah, he's absolutely fucking terrible right off the bat. Like, I'm not even going to hold you. This does not have a happy ending. So strap it, strap in. 
so he would do things like cover her mouth while she would cry and just do really fucking weird shit um he would scoop her up and then shut the bedroom door so that um he would he she would scoop her up i'm sorry i said that wrong uh Alyssa would scoop the baby up and then just like go lock herself in the room to keep the baby from him or whatever. And she would have like nervous breakdowns where she would just like rock back and forth. And she would tell the baby how sorry she was and stuff like that. So around the time when the baby was like eight, nine months old, this is what she realizes like, okay, I'm depressed. Um, this baby's in danger. I can't keep her in this situation no more or whatever. I got to give her up for adoption. So she did. And she was adopted by a family. Um, the Fuscos. I'm going to say their first names in a little bit. I don't know why I didn't write that down. But um, yeah, she was adopted by the Fuscos and they renamed her Katie. So this is where she gets the name Katie Fusco from. Um, and uh, her name, Denise, is completely arrested at this point. Um, so she's growing up in Wingdale, New York with her adopted parents, uh, Kelly and Anthony Fusco. Um, at this point, Alyssa is still with Steven. She felt like fucked up about staying with him, but at the same time, he used to threaten her and stuff like that. So like she at this point has decided to go ahead and just stay with him and they end up later down the line having two more kids. Um mm. so she becomes more and more isolated. She continues to live with him and she calls it the house of horrors. It ends up being so bad with him or whatever. But they did have two more daughters, um, who at this point by the time um she did her interview or whatever, uh, eight and 12 years old living in Henrico, which is a super small town in, um, in Virginia. So she said that he used to threaten that, you know, if I leave him, that he would blow his brains out with a gun good, and record it and then find a way to like make the tape get to her, like to like make sure that the videotape would get to her. And she, she like he would say shit like that to her, and she was just like t- absolutely terrified. So she never really attempted to get her and her two daughters out of the situation with him. He I'd kept, be like, "Do it, do it." <laughs> I dare Honestly, you. While I was reading this, I was like, "Okay, yeah, right, do I'll do it for do. you." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do what the fuck you got to do because at this point, you're a complete piece of shit, right? And that's why I said I, I like hate that I couldn't find any background information on him, like how he was when he was a kid, because that's so important to why he is fucking acting like this, right? So Plato kept a cache of about four or five guns. Uh, he purchased them all. He purchased them all legally, um, and he had no criminal record. Surprise! That is shocking. Yeah, no, I yeah, I still kind of don't believe. I'm like, did he got a twin? It must be two of them because this nigga is terrible. But um, he also had an assault rifle that he ended up using later on, and um, we'll get to that. So for a little while, she said, for a little while, I thought I was getting better. I thought he was getting better because he didn't treat the two children like he had treated Katie. Um, She said, but he was still violent and angry and temperamental and very unpredictable. So his outbursts would typically involve tossing furniture around, punching walls, the typical abuser type shit on top of, but he never really like hit the kids. So she felt like, Okay, maybe this is something that might get better eventually. Right. Um, but then one time a neighborhood cat crept into their garage 
And she said he literally beat it to death with his own hands. Oh my God. What? Yeah. And then she said that he maybe used some tools and then he wrapped it up in a trash bag and then he put it in the garbage just like just because he didn't like cats quote unquote like that's just what he said like just because he don't like cats and we know what this means right yeah exactly because that's that's one of the trifecta right kill harming animals uh arson head injury (laughs) yeah and head injury or like uh wetting the bed or something Mm -hmm. like that i forget i forgot what the trifecta was but yeah that's definitely the biggest one of them for me you know um so during her interview she broke down in tears when she talked about several other incidents just like this and she talked about how on occasion he would yell at the youngest daughter for peeing in bed um he would make her wait in the bathtub in urine covered clothes for hours until Alyssa came to clean her up mm-hmm. as like punishment or whatever and she would be shaking she would be like can i please come out now things like that and he didn't care that she was crying she she was three years old at the time um she would just be sitting there trembling just covered in urine and he'd be like no you know stuff like that she also said the daughter who was 12 uh had autism or has autism and he would often call her like the r word to her face um she did like fight with him she said she did like actively try to protect them um and try to keep them away from him as as much as she could but it just didn't always work out that way um and she said but it's always haunted me that i didn't get them away sooner than i did and to this day they don't miss him at all so back to katie fusco she's described as artistic very creative she's an aspiring artist that's as much as i could find about her personality with the fuscos but she's just normal she's just generally described as like a normal kid so katie in 2015 finds um, no, she finds Steven through Facebook. She finds her parents and then she decides to move back in with them or whatever. Cause she wants to be close to her biological parents. Her, um, what? right. Yeah. But I'm sure she doesn't really fully remember all the shit she went through. No, no, no. When she left, she was, a, she was eight still months a, old when she yeah, had still a baby. Yeah. So she, so her biological yeah. parents wasn't really fucking with that idea, but at the same time they wanted to support her and they understood like, you know, her adoptive parents, you mean? Yeah. Her, do- yeah, my bad. Her adoptive parents wasn't really fucking with the um idea of her moving back, but they was like, okay, cool. Well, we understand. And I don't so, know. That feels, that feels weird to me. <laughs> I absolutely would not let that happen. At least not without involving. No, I don't know the system is fucked up, but I would involve like social workers. Like I need y'all to investigate this household. See if it's safe for my child to be over there with these people. Cause there's a reason why we adopted her in the first place. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No. Yeah, yeah. that should have been some sort and of And also, like, they're strangers. Yeah. Complete yeah. strangers. Yeah. But at this time, I think she's technically 18. Um, So I'm like, I'm thinking that they, they're just like, okay, well, there's nothing they can truly do about it. But I still think that, you know, some sort of meeting should have been had. Like, they should have drove her out there, investigated the house, something. I don't know. I don't know if social workers can get involved at that time, but some sort of investigation should have been. Because they're complete strangers. Yeah. And you don't know what kind of household caused her to be, ha- caused her to have to be put up for adoption. Right. So, so yeah. So, Alyssa was super happy. She's, like, over the moon, finally meeting um, her oldest kid for the first time. Um she moved back in June 2016 and 
you know, that she described it as like one of the things that she had been longing for most is just to get, you know, be reunited with Katie or whatever. So she was super thrilled about that. Um, but then when she got there, she was almost always spending her time with Steven and it made Alyssa really uncomfortable because she was at work all the time. She worked as a supervisor for T-Mobile. She was always at work, always at work. And at that time, Katie was at with Steven every single day. And so as they grew closer, she was like, okay, well, let, I need to tell her like what happened, like why she was put up for adoption in the first place, which I think she should have told her right off the bat, but she should have told I mean, her before she moved in a damn house. What? Yeah, exactly. Like that's what I said. Like, right. I'm, you should have told her not to move in. Right. Yeah. But she was so happy. I don't even think she was thinking about that. I think that like once they started to get closer, this one, she was like, okay, yeah, she need to know. Um, so Katie and Steven grew closer and even, um, the, the mom, Alyssa, she told her about the abuse, but the daughter, she didn't care. Um, so then Steven started sleeping in Katie's room on the floor. What? Yeah. He started sleeping. He started sleeping in her room on the floor. And uh, at this point, Alyssa's like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, why are you sleeping in there on the floor? So they get divorced. So Alyssa divorces him in 2017 and they split custody. She takes the two youngest daughters and Katie decided to stay with Steven. I hate this. Yeah. So much. <laughs> you, already, you already know where this is going. Okay. So at this time, the younger sister starts like writing in a diary or just like keeping a journal or whatever. And so Alyssa is like going in and like reading it, which out of all of the times that I would think that this is fucked up, this is not fucked up. Like read the kid's diary. I don't care. Run up and through that shit. Cause like, I'm happy she did. <laughs> so she draws Alyssa pregnant. Like she draws her with a big belly and she's like, Steven, uh, she's like, dad wants me to call Alyssa mom or like stepmom or something like that. And they Wait, say that. Cause Alyssa's yeah. the mom, right? Yeah. Yeah. Alyssa. So the, okay. Yeah. My bad. I said it wrong. So the, the, the youngest daughter, she's saying that like Steven wants her to call Katie mom. All right, y'all. We'll be right back after we pay some bills. Are you a huge cunt? Us too. Wait, can we even say cunt? Of course. It's empowering these days. Cunt, 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 cunt. I'm Ange Ballastone, a.k.a. The Drag Queen, Fat Girl Gina. And I'm Mike Fails, just a normal gay guy, I guess. And we're the hosts of The Big Cunty Couch, a gorgeous new talk show podcast where we invite queers and peers to sit, bitch, and be fierce on a huge-ass couch while we gab about all things gay. So come get cozy and c- with us we're pan for platforms so find us anywhere online and get listening sweetie or watching or both otherwise why the hell am i in full drag and we'll see you on the big oh wait i thought we were gonna say that together now on the big couch weird yeah and says that they're gonna have a baby and um she calls him satan she says she says literally my dad calls her baby also his baby and my dad even says that she's my stepmom what the fuck what he doesn't even (laughs) he doesn't even want me to say or call her sister anymore that's what she wrote in her diary and Alyssa saw the diary entry and then she confronted Stephen about it and then he admitted to the relationship
that's disgusting exactly now my thing my personal thing is i'm not victim blaming at all because i feel like that's a super fucked up situation to be in with you with this abusive ass nigga and like the stuff that he did to y'all kids and stuff like that i don't ever i don't think i would have survived no shit like that so i'm happy she found the strength to get out but at the same time like her saying that she had no clue that this was going on i'm like that's no, not that's, that's not a thing not i'm sorry yeah that's not a thing as soon as he started sleeping in her room that was it I, like yeah and i feel like she divorced him it seems like she divorced him because she felt like there was weirdness going on between them two so she had to know right right absolutely and i'm sure there were other warning signs like you didn't just like you said up and dip for no reason but i'm sure there's a lot more she's leaving out mm-hmm. yeah so um so after she saw the diary entry and he admitted to it, they decide that they're going to get married. Um, Katie Stephen and Katie. Yeah. Stephen and Katie. They decide that they're going to father get and daughter. Yes. How are they going to get married? That's not legal. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> so they lied because you know, Katie's last name is Fusco. Mm. So there's no implied relation there or anything like that. So they, you know, filed for their marriage license that way. And if, um, where they were at the time, it's like a class five felony. I don't even know what level that is. If that's higher or lower, I don't know, but it is a felony. And, um, so that's why they went off of her last name instead of just having her be named Plato instead of, um, Fusco. So they get married in 2017 and their parents were there. The adoptive parents were there. And his mom was there. What and, the fuck? Yeah. And they were saying like, oh, they didn't want to come. Like they didn't support this at all. But at the same time, they just didn't want to like isolate themselves from her. Like they didn't, they didn't want her to, I don't know. They wanted to support her basically because they wanted to save their relationship with her. Tell somebody, are you kidding me? No. Like, yeah. what? This exactly. is the one time you need to talk to the police. Like, and that's my thing too. It's like, y'all are white. I could, y'all are white. The police work for y'all. Right. You could have, you could call, you could have called the detective directly you didn't even have to call like a beat cop or no shit like that you could have just called the department right they are literally father and daughter that's all they needed to hear they wouldn't have fucking officiated the marriage exactly you could they could have just popped up at the wedding be like oh my god what they pull it up how did they find out oh my god it's something it's, it's something could have been done so that was the i had to rewind that part on the documentary i was like ain't no fucking way there's no fucking way that their parents showed up, but their parents showed up and was smiling with them in the pictures and shit. You're lying. I, what? Swear to God. We can put that shit on Instagram. Like that. It was a whole mess. So right after this, they have a baby boy. His name is Bennett. Sorry to say this little boy is so cute. I'm so sorry. Like I hate, I hate it. Like, and it's not his fault. None of this shit is his fault. He's the cutest little kid. I'm just like, Oh God. Like your parents screwed you over royally. Um, but so Katie and Steven, um, started to live openly as husband and wife in North Carolina. Nobody knew they were related. God damn it. Why do I gotta be in North Carolina? Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Those are your people, friend. <laughs> I ain't claiming them. Right. Um, <laughs> but then they were arrested in January, 2018 and they got extradited to Henrico to face charges for incest and contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Um, 
which is a class five felony. Um, like I said, but I, I don't know why I didn't look that up what that means. I was just like, Ooh, five. That's dangerous. <laughs> and that's it. That's all the research I did <laughs> because this is an academy. Y'all. This is for fun. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> so the baby was given to Steven's 72 year old mother. Why? Now, why? Why? And I, I don't want to be ages, but like, if I was a seventy-two-year-old mom, I'd be like, "No, I yes, did I, my job. Like, I'm, I'm tired." But exactly. what am I do with a baby? Like, exactly. I can see if y'all like, I don't, I don't know. Even the, with the whole like babysitting my grandkid kind of way, I, if I'm up and at them, okay, cool. But like custody, fuck mm-hmm. no. Like, y'all better no. call the Fuscos. That's what I'm saying. Y'all better call the adopted. That's what I'm like. What's wrong with them? They can watch them. That's what I'm saying. But I guess, it, I don't know. People have this whole thing about immediate relation and like biological parents and all that extra shit. But I'm like, girl, 72, mm-hmm. find, it, find the next, next, next of kin because it right. ain't like, right. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so get somebody um, else to do it. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Immediately. But, um, so Stephen was released one month later on a $28,000 bond. And he was barred from talking to Katie. By this time, she had already moved back with the Fuscos. She had already, they had already built her out, got the baby and everything. Oh, wait, no, they didn't get the baby. She was, uh, he was with the, the, the mom. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Katie's back with them. She was ordered to move back with them to New York, but she broke the no contact rule and called him just to say that she wanted a divorce. And so my thing is, I think I'm thinking at this time, like when she got out of jail, her parents was like, this ain't it. It's, in which case they should have done that before she got married to him. I don't know like how they, I think at this point they were, they were probably a little bit, they were probably able to get a little bit through to her. And maybe by this time he had probably already started some abusive behavior too. Um, so yeah. So he, when she told him that she wanted a divorce, he was like, okay. He lied to his mom and said he wanted to take the baby to New York. And this is where it gets really gruesome. I, I should have done trigger warnings for a very abusive behavior and murder. Um, so this is where it gets really fucked up. Uh, so, yeah, stick to those trigger warnings. He took the baby and strangled him. Mm. And left him in a closet. Why? It, this is a rampage at this point because she said she wanted a divorce. He's thinking like he don't have nothing left other than Katie and the baby. And now he don't even have Katie no more. So he kills, he kills his child and then leaves him in the closet. His <laughs> child slash grandchild. Unfortunately. Yes. And he drives 600 miles to New York to go confront Katie or whatever. So he's like he's like surveilling them at this point. He's like stalking them. And he has this big he's like he has this big blue obvious minivan or whatever, like parked near or whatever. Um just to be able to like watch them from their house or whatever. And as they're leaving, so the Fuscos are leaving to go visit family. As they're leaving, um he catches them down bad. I'm, I can't exactly like illustrate how he does this, but he catches them down bad. Basically, like pull up, shoots into the car. So he kills the Fuscos, and so the parents. Yeah, yeah, he kills the adoptive parents, 
So the 911 call was from a guy who was like, basically like saw it from the intersection up the street and was like, yo, like somebody pulled up in this. No. Yeah. Somebody pulled up and shot into this car. There's like brains on the road. Oh my God. Y'all need to come out here. And then like, and that's why I said I couldn't be no 911 operator. Cause I'd be like, Oh shit. Like where y'all at? Right. <laughs> it was like, Oh, um, okay. Calm down. What did he look like? Yeah, nah, I'm tripping. If you drive down here, maybe you could come see what it looked like. Right. How about that? Like, get down here, fuck. Send the folks. Exactly. Like, that's what I was thinking. And so they was like, oh, what, well, um, what color car was he driving, sir? And he was like, I don't know, like, a blue minivan. Like, <laughs> send somebody. Like, they right. just going in. So that was the first 911 call. The second 911 call comes in, and it's Steven's mom. So she finds oh that no. she finds she finds the baby. Mm. She finds the baby and she also finds Katie. She finds Katie? She found Katie and he he had killed Katie and the baby. Well, how did he what? Get Katie? Why? I thought he wanted her back. So apparently not. Um, and I don't even, so that was the second call that came in. So there's on the documentary, there's two different like 911 calls and it's her. She's calling. She was like, he lied. He said he wanted to take the baby to Katie or whatever, but he killed, uh, he killed the baby and he killed her or whatever. When did he have time to get Katie and bring her all the way back? That's the part that confuses me. And I literally don't even know how it happened. I think he went into their house. I think he went into their house, killed her. Cause she was, cause they were supposed to be visiting family, but they weren't, but she wasn't in the car. I don't think. So I think she, I think he went into the house, killed her and then called his mom, told her what was up. Cause by this time he had already driven 600 miles away from her. Mm-hmm. I think he called his mom, told her what was up. And then she called 911 to tell them what he had just told her. And so, mm. so he parks his minivan in the street or whatever. He has this assault rifle. And he turns it on himself at this point, at the end of like this big manhunt or whatever. And they find him dead in his car. At the end, and that ends the manhunt. Wow. And that is the story of Katie Fusco's murder. Jesus. What was the point? That's. I like I, I don't, don't know. Get it. I don't get it either. I literally don't. And I think he just I think he just lost control and I feel like he just really I don't know cuz it's like you never really had that in the first place. That was your daughter. But I guess I don't know. He wanted to just like start over and do the exact same thing he did with Alyssa and it just didn't work out and so now he's like, "Okay, cool. Well, if if I can't have you, nobody can." Type situation. I don't I don't know. Especially the kid. Like that right. was so egregious. I don't know. Oh, that's awful. That's a terrible, terrible Mm -mm -mm. situation. Yeah, absolutely terrible. And yeah, I just just felt like I had to do this one because I saw a TikTok about it and I was like, ain't no fucking way. This isn't real. And Mm -hmm. then I did the research and I was like, okay, yeah, never mind. It is. It makes me think about, you know, how like some people want to be able to have babies and they can't physically. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why wasn't that given to people like this 
who should never be able to procreate. Yeah. Literally father and daughter. Marrying your own daughter in the 2000s is wild ass fucking behavior. What yeah. Fuck? And then for the parents to be sitting up in the picture smiling and condoning and endorsing it. Yes. Everybody should have been arrested. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody. That baby should have went into protective custody immediately. Yeah, it should have been some sort of accessory to something or aiding and abetting. I don't fucking know. They should have made some shit up. Because if you allowed your 18-year-old daughter, I mean, she was 18, but at the same time, like, you didn't say anything and y'all didn't report it. Like, you knew this was happening. Right. Yeah, no, that's fucking weird. It's, Absolutely. Yeah, no. And that baby should not have stayed with that family. Anybody in it. I don't care if it was the fifth cousin eight times removed. Like, no. Yeah, no. Somewhere else. Absolutely. But yeah, no, Eric, I'd be thinking the same thing. Like people who, I don't know, be fucking Mary Poppins mixed with a little bit of Mr. Rogers be suffering from infertility. But then it'd be people like this who can just pop them out. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I really don't understand. It just seems really cruel. And it, I don't mm-hmm. know. It feels like it's orchestrated somehow. I don't know. But yeah, but yeah that's the end of the story. Damn. All right. Well, we'll be back with something a little more heart lighthearted for should this be a crime (laughs) as per usual. (laughs) Should this be a crime? We back. Yeah, I'm so excited. Also, shout out to all the hotties for our win. Abolition can wait because that nigga's in jail. Ah! I forgot about that shit. I forgot about that shit that bad. Damn, that happened over our break too. So we didn't even really get to talk about it. Listen, we can talk. Hey, we can talk about it now. Did y'all listen to the uh, the recording from the jail? Yes, yes, I listened to all of it. I read the transcript, and he did. He did that shit. (laughs) I'm like, are you for real? That shit was so wild because listen, I literally thought he was going to get off. I thought he was going to get not so guilty so because of the way that people were like reporting on it. Side note, I'm real disappointed in black media because y'all really let a white bitch who I follow and she did a fucking great job. Megan the reporter, Megan the Cunif, like <laughs> listen, <laughs> okay, she fucking did that, and y'all better be ashamed because how did y'all let a white bitch? Get up in that courtroom and do y'all fucking job for y'all. It was blogs like No Jumper and um who DJ Academics and shit. They were like, oh, his DNA wasn't found on the gun. She was fucking like some other nigga. Da, 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 da. Talking about shit that don't fucking matter. Megan was like, to do anything. Megan came up in there and said, 9.45 p.m. Uh, we're about to get started. They're going to let us into the courtroom. No phones in the courtroom. I'll update you when I come out. Like She was <laughs> she was so smooth with it. And then yes. really had niggas on edge. Everybody was following her. I think she got like a million followers and some shit like that now. It's something wild. Yeah. Like, oh, something she's like, set. Her yeah, career no. is set. Listen, because she did her fucking job. And black media really fumbled the fucking bag. And I hate y'all. I really do. Yeah. I just want to say that. But anyway. No, I thought he was going to get off. And I was out getting something to eat. And then I kept refreshing. It was like, oh, we about to, we about to have a verdict. I'm like, refresh, refresh, refresh. Two seconds. Mm-hmm. It said guilty. I was like, ah! I screamed. I audibly screamed at the top of my lungs. Listen. I was so happy. Also, black Twitter is hilarious. Especially, like, black, like, 
<laughs> liberation Twitter, black yes. revolutionary Twitter, yes, off the fucking chain. Yes. I trust like, black left Twitter with my whole soul. <laughs> yes. That shit was so funny. When they had the little blocks with Angela Davis turning into Kamala Harris, <laughs> I was like, and M, now what? <laughs> and it's a cop. Cause guess what? Because <laughs> the day we doing the clink, baby. Like <laughs> Today we believe in carceral justice. <laughs> Listen, when his when they was making fun of his daddy, when he was stepping out there, yeah. about some, oh, it's Rock Nation and stuff like that. And then that little his little sister, that shit was so sad. I hope them them videos are gonna come back to haunt her one day because she's like, y'all, what she said, y'all tarnishing my brother's reputation, right? Girl, shut like, up, girl. You like I had hey, to change my name. Go get my you hair popsicle before I smack you. Right. <laughs> That's embarrassing. You are child. Why did y'all let her do that? Why the fuck did y'all let her do that? And yeah, no nigga. And then I, I was really disappointed in like women who were like jumping on TikTok and was like, uh huh. She. She sh- she popped up at the courtroom with her titties out and like that's not what you do and stuff like that. That bitch can pop up. Gonna be a pick me, but as naked, it doesn't matter. Right. White supremacy does not give a fuck about you, girl. Right. Martin Luther King was shot in a suit. So Same. we and we we've been known this. So why the fuck do you think Megan The Stallion being Megan The Stallion at her courtroom date looking good as the fuck? Right. Matters at all. That doesn't. What? That doesn't mean anything. I don't Get it know. together. But yeah, no. Um, mm. I'm living. Um, so I wonder when his when is his sentencing? It got postponed till next month, I think. Right? Because yeah, he like switched that. lawyers or something. Oh, is it the end of this month? Let me look. I think it's end of February. Whole February time, twenty something. Maybe? They also one of the things that um, what's what's name pointed out was that they wasn't even gonna let. Uh, something in the evidence. I think it was that call, or they wasn't. Yeah, they wasn't gonna let like that call or something into evidence. But they kept uh Tori's defense. Mm-hmm. Kept grilling. Um, they did something. I'm fucking it up. I'm fucking it up. But it's it's basically Tori's lawyer's fault that like something got into evidence. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to be in evidence, and the jury was supposed to like dismiss it as evidence. But since the defense fucked up, then they ended up admitting. And I'm like, y'all. How much money is this nigga paying y'all? Because it feels like y'all want him to go to jail. That was a whole story. Everybody does. Anybody with good sense. But his sentence was rescheduled to February 28th. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they throw that well, book at his ass. Take him back to Canada. Unfortunately, since he is a celebrity and he got money, he'll probably be out in a few years. Either way. So, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, ooh, I'm glad I got that off my chest because I straight forgot about that shit. I was like, <laughs> I knew it was, I knew something big happened. I knew the world mm-hmm. changed. <laughs> the world That's changed. That's what the shift did. <laughs> We're back on the right timeline. Yellow Jacket's about to come out. Tori lays in jail. I but, can't wait for that show. It's good out here. When it comes back in March, right? Mm-hmm. We can all watch it together. Yay! 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 Okay, we should make a little gift out of that moment and put it on something. (laughs) 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 All right, our real should this be a crime? Right, our real should this be a crime was a story that was posted in our Facebook group, which y'all should join because it's lit in there. But Mm -hmm. Amani posted the story, and um, I'm going to read it. So it's from the New York Post, and it was published on January 9th of this year. So the title is Tennessee cops, including married 
female officer fired after repeated wild sex romps. <laughs> Not romps. <laughs> a small Tennessee police station has been rocked by allegations of wild sexual mis- misconduct after a married female officer allegedly had steamy romps with six male officers, including illicit on-duty liaisons, according to reports. <laughs> they say sex steamy romps in the same sentence as liaisons i'm like just pick yeah how you're gonna talk about this <laughs> <laughs> they piling it on like relax so officer megan hall and her fellow law officers allegedly engaged in wild sex capades that included sending dirty pictures taking her top off at a girls gone wild hot tub party Please. and even ha- <laughs> 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 I, love a theme. Wild, right? I love a girls go wild hot tub party i would love to go where was my invite right right not with the cops though and <laughs> right <laughs> and even having oral sex with two officers at the laverne tennessee police station it's lit out here <laughs> the steamy shenanigans in which Hall allegedly bragged about the size of one partner's genitals and claimed to be in an open marriage not only led Hall to be canned, but led to the firings of Sergeant Lewis Powell, Officer Juan Lugo, Sergeant Ty McGowan, and Detective Seneca Shields, according to a December internal investigation. Two other officers who allegedly had romps with Hall, Patrick Magliocco and Larry Holliday, kept their jobs but wound up suspended, according to reports. The extracurricular tryst took place at hotels and parties at other offices, officers' houses and on a boat, while Hall was also accused of performing oral sex on Powell and Shields while on duty at the police station and police gym. Officials began to look into the Not swinging... The gym. <laughs> <laughs> officials began to look into the swinging personal lives of the Amherst officers when Laverne Mayor Jason Cole received a tip that Hall was sleeping with several fellow cops and had a threesome with Maglioco and his wife, among other claims. When asked about the tip, Maglioco admitted to having sex with Hall on numerous occasions. He told investigators that Hall had told him about Powell's big black dick and claimed she had performed a sex act on him while the pair were on the clock. This is <laughs> oh my fucking god! Please, why is the fucking police station like the kink club? Like, is it a dungeon in there? Like, what y'all doing? <laughs> this is what you use your immunity for? Oh lord, no! Their marriage has to be open. Ain't no way she was getting away with all this. Uh-uh. Ain't no way. Her husband yeah, I feel like cool it was. It. And something just came out saying that he gonna stick beside her. So yeah, it, they must have been open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Maglioco also said he had seen Hall and Holiday kiss while watching while watching football at a party and said Hall had kissed his own wife, Amy, after learning that they had an open marriage. The officers said Hall's husband saw the kiss and told officials the cuckold what really wasn't on board with his wife having a threesome with the Magliocos, but she continued having a relationship with him. When questioned in my cuck. <laughs> when questioned, Powell later denied that he had a sexual encounter with Hall, but said everybody knows she has multiple partners, as he named Holiday and McGowan. After being caught lying about being at the gym with Hall, Powell admitted to the tryst during a follow-up interview, according to the report. Powell was then involved in a domestic disturbance with his wife, who he told investigators, beat the shit out of me, adding that 
he would most likely lose his children after the spurned woman learned of the affair. Wow, this article just keeps going on and on and on. Do we want all the tea? Oh, wait, it's almost done. Okay. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Holiday admitted under questioning to having sex with Hall multiple times, and McGowan revealed that he once went to Hall's house with another female and exposed his genitals. After initially initially denying having sexual relationships with Powell and Magliocco, Hall later copped to the affairs and also admitted having sex with Lugo at a motel after they met at a go-kart center, a charge that Lugo initially denied before caving under second interrogation. Under questioning, Shield said, I have never had sex with Megan Hall until admitting she had performed oral sex on him while on duty. <laughs> Magliocco also noted he had become concerned about Hall's mental health and heavy drinking and driving. The officer said Hall had once pulled the, tri- the trigger on an empty gun pointed at her temple so she could hear what it sounded like oh and said God. she was suffering from mental illness. An oft-mentioned event in the report was a Memorial Day party in a boathouse owned by another member of the department to which of the department to which several officers had brought their children. At one point during the party, an intoxicated hall was reportedly being force-fed vodka by Magliocco in the hot tub, at which time her top came off and other and other cops stopped the former officer from drinking and helped her cover up to protect her. Jesus. Lugo, Powell, and Shields were also dismissed for violating police procedure and lying during the investigation along with McGowan, who had been witnessed choking an HR employee. Holiday, Magliocco, and Patrol Officer Gavin Showburl were suspended in connection with the probe. HR Director Andrew Patton, who authored the report and conducted the investigation, sanctioned the eight officers with various penalties for sexual activity while on duty sexual harassment, conduct unbecoming of an officer, and lying during the course of the investigation. It was further revealed that Hall and many of the male officers had shared lewd text messages and pornographic images of themselves. Quote, pornography and offensive pictures in the workplace are forms of sexual harassment. These items are offensive, inappropriate, and can lead to a hostile work environment for other employees, the report said. That was a lot. That was so much. I thought she was just getting trains ran. I didn't know they was choking fucking HR people and all kinds of swinging parties and fucking at work and big black cocks and Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> that, that whole station needs to be shut down. It really does. Like genuinely. I mean, all of them should be, but God damn. And every last one of them lied and then turned around and was like, actually, yeah, it happened. Yeah, I smashed. Right. <laughs> whole time, no, whole time. Oh, this is the quickest an officer can get fired. Like, ooh, ooh. You can literally shoot somebody in the chest while they handcuffed. You mm-hmm. can have them seated in the back seat and you can fucking drive your car around to the point where they, they break their neck and they be like, I don't know what happened. And, and you could get up paid administrative leave, but bitches was sucking dick. At work, at work, and that's that's being unbecoming is what they was what they get fired for. So if we convince all police officers to suck some dick at work, then we can get we can abolish the police. (laughs) I'm so confused. (laughs) I'm very confused. (laughs) And why did y'all do this? Also, I'm all for sexual liberation. I'm all for like non-monogamy. I'm all for all of those things. But girl, at work, everybody at work. That's what I'm saying. Everybody at your job. Every single person. 
Who was filing paperwork? Why would you fucking everybody at work, girl? What? what? If somebody filed a police report, who was taking it? Because y'all was in the back. <laughs> y'all was the, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, uh, uh. I can't. I can't. Oh my and, god. And like, <laughs> I mean, I guess people they really be hanging out with their coworkers a lot. Like they hang out with them every weekend. It seems Memorial Day party, football party, hot tub. Stuff. Girls going wild. Like how y'all end up? Girls going wild was hilarious because <laughs> what a dated reference. <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> they definitely told on themselves with that. Like, how is it 2002? Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like cops gotta hang with cops, right? Who else gonna hang with cops? Fair. Mm-hmm. That's true. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not me. Wow. Well, I mean, it got got a little dicey towards the end when they said that one of the cops was force feeding her alcohol. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Okay, now it's not as. It's not fun anymore. It's not funny no more. Right. That's a lot. And then she's sucking a little dick in the break room. That's funny. Like right. Um. Um. Force fit. That's um. That's not much. Mm -mm. But no. The funniest detail to me is that his her husband is gonna stick beside her. That shit is so funny. I literally saw that before we started recording. I would be so embarrassed. <laughs> even <laughs> even if y'all are open, even if y'all are like polyam or whatever, and then <laughs> that's the headline. Listen, I'd be like, bitch, what is you out here doing? Because I love the person at your job. Everyone, right. you, you didn't be a hoe. You can be a hoe. I would be proud of my hoe ass wife, my hoe ass girlfriend, but not everybody at the fucking station, bitch. Are you <laughs> kidding me? They all lost their jobs because of your ass. Is that you ain't got no, not the scandal of the year like it's, it's we only been in the year for two weeks right <laughs> honestly yes oh my oh, god oh my god oh well my god okay it's tech- the the crime part for me is when it got weird yeah yeah it took in the hr person like they just trying to do their job y'all yeah. the ones out here acting foolish yeah the HR person must have been like, something fishy is happening here. <laughs> There's like, mind your goddamn business, bitch. Right. <laughs> 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 um, the BBC comment too, that was a crime. I'm sorry. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't expect anything more from cops but girl <laughs> listeners if you are white please don't say refrain that. please please refrain from the bbc comments it is terribly racist <laughs> dating all really the way back to like me. slavery <laughs> why are y'all still me. doing this why are y'all still doing this i feel like anybody who uses bbc has said jigaboo within the past two weeks please like, I just, jigaboo probably the, about the same person that they're saying bbc mm, to exactly they was in there doing race play. I know it. <laughs> they had to be. I like, know they were. I know they had were. Had to be. No. Damn. Yeah. So being a cop, crime. BBC crime. Um, choking out the HR person, crime. Force feeding alcohol, crime. Being a hoe, encouraged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you take that everywhere. That's great. That's that's like Mike's card. You know. But, but the rest of it, y'all gotta y'all gotta stop. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, go be a hoe outside of, I mean, you can be a hoe at your job, but like maybe pick one or two and then find another place to like, you know. Right. It's also weird because like, apparently like some of the people she was fucking, their wives didn't know or didn't consent and they're not Mm -hmm. open. And then Mm -hmm. like, 
that's just weird. That's when you get into the very weird territory. That's when like you should just find a kink community outside of your workplace. Right. Exactly. She was having threesomes all over. Yeah. She's doing it all. It's like, is this a bucket list? <laughs> I don't understand what the fuck is happening right now. That's is it wow. that serious? <laughs> it, it, I wonder how long she'd been working there. Because if she had just started, I would have been like, girl. Somebody posted a screenshot of when she first announced that she was becoming a cop. It was not that long ago. <laughs> she, she came ready. Did she did she sign up just so she could fuck cops? She joined the force with the Maybe. king. Yes. That yes. Was what? What's that movie with the little rabbit that becomes a cop? <laughs> was that Zootopia? Zootopia? Yes. Don't put that on my... <laughs> she's Wait, I'm trying to show y'all what rabbit. she looks like. That's her. Please. She looked like JonBenet Ramsey all grown up. <gasps> oh, that's creepy. That is very creepy. creepy. She she looks hella young too. Yes, she does. Damn, girl, that's probably her first job. She done fucked it up, sucking dick. It's <laughs> 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 crazy. <laughs> you can't get away with that nowhere else. <sighs> imagine still be imagine being a server and you fucking on the line hooks in the kitchen. Or in the in the, in the in office the, in the break room, the office. They will fire your ass so fucking fast, girl. Why the fuck did you think you was gonna get away with that? At work. Having sex at work has always been wild to me. Like I know that some people are into that, but me, the way my anxiety is set up, no. Like, no, I can't even at I can't all. even get into it. Like, please. Mm-mm. Right. This is the place where I wanna like <laughs> this is not an exciting set of four walls for me. Right. I'm in my office. This is also my yeah. livelihood. Unless my boss is like really fine. I guess yeah. there could be situations where it would work, but yes, there are very few situations where it could work. But the rest of them, yeah, if it's not that exact same situation, then I'm not, I'm not fucking with it. Oh, hi! Oh, who Is do we have kitty? here? Is that kid? Oh no, that's uh, Stokely. Stokely. How did you know? Because <laughs> Stokely thicker. Kitty is the the one with the Sleek. yeah. Yeah, she's real slick. And she. Oh. We're talking about my cats. My one of my cats just jumped up on the desk. <laughs> my sister my other sister is getting a, a puppy next week oh Jordan. everybody having kids i know <laughs> i'm excited a little a little nugget oh that's so cute congratulations Paige. i'll tell her you said so. oh wait she listens oh <laughs> that's even better thanks for listening Paige. that's so cool <laughs> All right, uh-huh. y'all. Well, thanks for coming back in 2023 and listening to us talk shit about shit. <laughs> yeah, we missed yeah. y'all. We're excited to for this year. We have some ideas. Hopefully, we can make them work. Yes, and we'll be recording back in person very, very soon. Yes. Oh, and now we have uh, what y'all think Wednesdays on Facebook at least. I don't know if we're going to shift it over to Instagram too, but just. Telling us what you think about the episodes, whether or not you think our should this be a crime is a crime, what you think about the current and crime, just so we can engage with you all. And that'll be in our Facebook group. So make sure you join us over there. It's I and Akilah podcast discussion group, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we'll also be on Instagram at I and Akilah podcast and on TikTok at the same and on Twitter at I and Akilah pod. <laughs> Yeah, and you can listen to us on Spotify. You can listen to us on Apple. Literally anywhere where you can find podcasts. All right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Why you do that like they can see us? Bye, Killer Bee. Oh, wait. (laughs) They might. We might put this somewhere. (laughs) It's my bisexual peace signs. A little little screenshot. A little screenshot. Bye, y'all. Bye.